0: Hello, hello, hello. I'm Jan Goldstein. This is All That Matters. And today we're feeling the blues because a great man of conscience has died, has been killed, most of us believe, and that's Alexei Navalny, who was a voice of conscience in modern-day Russia. He crusaded against official corruption and staged massive anti-Kremlin protests as Vladimir Putin's fiercest foe. And he died on February 16, 2024, in a gulag penal colony out in the Arctic where he was serving a 19-year sentence I was not prepared to record this podcast today. I was going to talk about something completely different, but the moment calls us to comment and look at and face what is happening right in front of our eyes. Here was a man who was only 47, a leader who opposed the repression represented by Vladimir Putin's attempts to bring back Soviet Russia. Here was a man who risked so much. A lawyer, an anti-corruption activist, a political prisoner. And I think the world recognizes that he organized anti-government demonstrations and ran for office to advocate reforms because he saw the corruption and called it out for what it was. He was recognized by Amnesty International as a prisoner of conscience, and he was awarded the Sakharov Prize for his work on human rights. Earlier on the day of his death, Russia's Federal Penitentiary Service reported he felt sick after a walk and lost consciousness at his penal colony in the town of Karp, which is 1,900 kilometers, roughly 1,200 miles northeast of Moscow. And he was unable to be revived. Now, most people in the world who understand what's happening in Russia under Putin recognize this uh, as a lie, as obfuscation, as a continuation of the war on Navalny for speaking truth to power. But it's a moment for us to consider the power of conscience. Because one man in this case, and all of those who followed, who echoed his beliefs and calling out and believing that there was a need for justice in Russia, um, they recognized the power of an idea. And I think for many of us in our lives, ideas sometimes fall by the wayside, Sometimes they are revived, but at all times there is a need, particularly when others inspire us to take a look at their lives and take a look at their example and recognize what echoes, what does it speak to within ourselves, if it does, and Navalny spoke to me. Interesting, in his background, his father was from a former village near the Belarusian border called Zalicia that had been relocated due to the Chernobyl uh, Chernobyl, uh, disaster. So I remember that period of time and the need uh, for many innocent people to be uh, relocated because of this uh, nuclear disaster. Navalny then spent his childhood summers with his grandmother in Ukraine. So he had Ukrainian family, and he acquired a proficiency in the Ukrainian language. Now, Navalny had received a scholarship to Yale, uh, to the Yale World uh, Fellows Program, and so he had some experience in in the United States, and Western education, as well as being trained uh, in Russia. And he emerged as one of Putin's most outspoken opponents after he was uh, had gone through his educational process. And amid protests in 2011, Navalny's, Navalny famously labeled the ruling Russian party one of crooks and thieves. And that became... Um, sort of a catchphrase uh, for many of his followers, that they were being ruled by crooks and thieves. Now, in 2013, Navalny received a suspended sentence for what they claimed was embezzlement, and he was let go, and then in the next year, he received another suspended sentence for embezzlement. So someone kept trying to stop him and and stop as he began to label and speak out Uh, because both of these criminal cases were widely considered to be politically motivated. They intended to bar him from running in future elections. And the European court of human rights later ruled the cases violated Navalny's right to a fair trial, but nevertheless sentences weren't overturned. They attempted to poison him. He was poisoned on a, on a plane uh, ride Somehow he began screaming. I don't know if you remember seeing the uh, uh, a video of this, where they had an incident of a man, you know, suddenly going into pain in in the plane uh, and and screaming out in agony, and everyone knew they understood how Putin had dealt with other critics in the past, including poisoning in the in London of uh, of another Russian, and. Navalny was brought to Germany and somehow survived. He was close to death and somehow survived that. And rather than stay in Germany, Navalny chose to come back to Russia. And he came back to Russia because he said, I can't, I can't leave my country and I must speak out. Well, the minute he arrived, he, he was arrested. And he's been jailed since January 2021 when he returned. Uh, to Moscow to face certain arrest after recuperating in Germany. That was from a nerve agent poisoning that he blamed on the Kremlin. And perhaps you'll remember this, but, I mean, he knew right away, uh, you know, it wasn't something he ate. And the doctors themselves said this was a nerve agent poisoning. And it was the kind of poisoning that had been recognized, that had been used before by secret agents from uh, the Kremlin. He was later then convicted three times, saying each case was politically motivated. And after the last verdict, Navalny said he understood he was serving a life sentence, which is, quote, measured by the length of my life or the length of life of this regime. Nevertheless, even from prison, he continued to speak out against Putin in his campaign for mayor of Moscow in 2013. Back then against a kremlin back incumbent. Navalny was also critical of Russia's war with Ukraine, telling a Moscow Appeal Court in 2022, this is a stupid war which your Putin started. This war was built on lies. One madman has got his claws into Ukraine, Navalny said, and I do not know what he wants to do with it, this crazy thief. That voice has been stilled now. Navalny married his wife, Yulia, in 2000, and the pair have a daughter, Daria, and son, Zahar. And as I'm speaking to you on the day of his death, hours after his death was reported, Navalny's wife just minutes ago, Yulia Navalny, made a dramatic appearance at a security conference in Germany where many world leaders are gathered, including the Vice President of the United States. Uh, including the Secretary of State. She she said, this is Navalny's now widow, Yulia, she had considered counseling as she had just learned of her husband's supposed death. She doesn't have proof of it other than it's been announced by Russia. But she says, quote, I thought of canceling, but then I thought what Alexei would do in my place. And I'm sure he would be here. She added she was unsure if she could believe the news from Russian sources. But if this is true, quote, I want Putin and everyone around Putin, Putin's friends, his government to know that they will bear responsibility for what they did to our country, to my family and to my husband. And this day will come very soon. Well, that is bravery. Navalny could have lived safely in exile, but he returned home, despite knowing he could be in prison or killed because he believed so deeply in his country, in Russia, she said. Well, he did die, we believe, if we believe the sources, and that, yes, he could have lived safely in exile, but he He was a man of conscience, and he insisted his conscience go back to his home country to stand with his people. In Germany today, Chancellor Olaf Scholz said Navalny has probably now paid for this courage with his life. Standing beside Scholz, Ukrainian President Zelensky, whose country is fending off Russia's invasion, as we all know, said, quote, Putin doesn't care who dies in order for him to hold on to his position, unquote. So, what is this, how can we look at this moment right now? We can look at it most purely for the conscience that it, it represents. Not for the death of a man, but for the life that lives on in the conscience he represented and bore. And for the example of speaking your mind. Now, no, we're not in the same sort of situation, most of us, thankfully, where we must speak out. If we speak out, we would be put to death. But we do understand the power of conscience and moral clarity in so many moments in the past year or two and in the months and years ahead. How important that kind of clarity is. Now, I went searching to make some meaning of this, these blues that I'm feeling today, and I found it in Valerie Oistano, in a poem by Valerie Oistano. Now, he's a Soviet born Romanian and American poet, born in Kazakhstan, raised and educated in Romania. He made his literary debut in Romania, and due to his Jewish ancestry, he emigrated out of the communist regime back in 73 to New York City and has been writing in English ever since. He wrote this poem some time ago, which is apropos to today. It's called Navalny Blues. In a narrow cell padded with silence on the gulag corridors to purgatory walks the last hope for Russia without Putin. The cruel wind whistles through the cracks. Kafka trials stretch sentences beyond life cannibalistic theater of extreme cruelty. The evil clouds cover the Russian sky. The only hope is a true revolution. But no one has time for it. No one showed up for the protest march. Where is the underground press? Where are the Sakharovs of today? All poisoned, killed, caged, afraid, brainwashed by nationalistic neo-fascism. Generations obliterated of free will. Submissive, heartless torturers empty of impossible dreams of a country without FSB, without war and oligarchs. Storm the gates of the prisons and liberate Navalny. Kara, Musra, and political prisoners. There will be no happiness in Russia, no laughter. Only Navalny blues. Today, in Russia, and the world over, Navalny blues. And yet I must affirm the soul of a man who stood for his country and the best that they would have to offer, who opposed corruption and made a difference with his life, who called out evil for what it was. That kind of person, inspires each and every one of us to understand the power of conscience. And so, a little candle's been lit inside me and I hope inside of you today. And I hope we continue to nurture it in the memory of a man who made a difference and who will continue to do so as he inspires conscience on into the future. I'm Jan Goldstein, and until next week, this is all that matters.